Welcome to the grind. There's a two-hour window I get to see my woman. There's a clock ticking on her. It ain't my friend. Work wasn't easy, but we've been fit. Oh, I'm home, and she's off to bed. Oh, no. Money, my baby liar. Money. Grinders, welcome to another edition of The Grind. Tommy Joe Martins alongside Devin Murray here November 2nd. And we're talking about sports. Thanks for joining us again. Man, we're getting kind of deep into this thing, man. I'm, kind of, I'm starting to realize that we've been doing this for going on three or four months now. We've been we've been at this for a while. Yeah, what's it, November now? We started this, yeah. sometime, we started this the night of the NBA draft, which is June? Is that yeah, right? we, we've been we've been at this for a minute, man. At this point, and still just not getting anywhere, uh, right? As far as as listenership, thanks to you guys who do listen, uh, we do appreciate it. So throw us a review, get us up the charts. We'd uh, on iTunes. That's how we get a little bit more exposure. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, nice little Monday night here in Co- Denver, Colorado, and. You're getting a little chilly. Ski season started last week, Tommy. You coming out skiing sometime soon? Got to. Got to do it uh, this winter at some point. Got to go up there. I've never skied in my life. I've never skied anything. I've never skied on water. I've never skied on ice or snow. No what skiing. Free, what about free ski? What about free ski? Like the, like the, the old computer game, free ski? Yeah, with the abdominal snowman. Wait. That didn't sound right. <laughs> the abominable snowman. Abominable. 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 How many syllables are in that word? Abominable. There's a few. But yeah, no, I played some free ski. I had a few. I don't understand what you were supposed. There was some trick that there was supposed to be that you could do whenever it was coming after you. What I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I was no, really I mean, bad at I, that game. Maybe I'm just, you know, not a cheater, and I'm not looking for. You know the way. You know the way out. He's no, way it was out supposed there. To, it was supposed to be like the part of the game to get away from him, and I didn't know what it was. Well, yeah, I was. Well, yeah, so you bad. just start. You, I mean, you just got to start flying. I mean, you, you got to double tap going straight down. That way, you get the get the speed. No, but there was like an extra control, I think, that I didn't know about. But I knew that it existed, but I didn't know what it was. I mean, there's a jump button. No, I know that. But other than that, I think that there was something else that. Was You're just not... being very linear about this game. You're so linear, man. You're only thinking on one plane here. You're right. Good to be back. Good to be talking <laughs> about uh, sports other than Ole Miss. If you, look, if you guys are Ole Miss fans, check out what we're doing uh, with our buddy Jordan Bell. Starting up an Ole Miss pod. We're going to start doing that. Um, you know, Monday recaps of the Ole Miss games during football season. Um, even during the off week, we'll still be talking about matchups and kind of the potential of what's going on there with Ole Miss. So if you like Ole Miss sports, We've kind of shifted that into its own thing. We don't think it ought to be taking up half of the pod every single week. So if you like listening to us uh, chat about Ole Miss Rebel stuff, uh, listen to that. We'll be posting it uh, up there on the Grind Podcast for now. And we'll probably shift it somewhere else. And we'll let you guys know where it's headed. So we're back and to doing And if you guys have a name, here. if you guys yeah. have a name yeah. for an Ole Miss podcast that hasn't been taken, please let us steal it. Thank you. Yes. 
We will steal it very readily. We are open to steal your ideas. Absolutely. Uh, so right now, as we're recording this, the Monday night football game between the Carolina Panthers and the Indianapolis Colts is going on. It's towards the end of the third quarter. Carolina's up 10-6. to six. Indianapolis has the ball, though I'm not sure where they are. Tommy! I have a proclamation I want to get on top of a mountain and scream it at the top of my lungs. I love Cam Newton. Oh, Cam just fumbled on like the two-yard line. That's good. Never mind. Not my favorite player anymore. Uh, Scrap the whole episode. I don't have anything else to talk about. I hate Cam. No, I love Cam Newton. Love Cam Newton. He's my favorite player to watch in the NFL. He's so likable. He's just always got that smile. Like, even when he was getting into it with some guy on the goal line earlier, my roommate was like, oh, Cam's Cam's going at him. And I was like, no, Cam is just laughing his ass off, having fun playing football. Like, I wish everyone would. He's the anti-James Harrison, and that's why I love him. Well, Tell me no, I'm wrong. I think, it's, I think it's pretty impressive that a guy can be smiling when he's uh, 8 of 22 with a pick. For a buck thirty-three, hey, it's not real good. I know you're not watching the game, but it is an absolute downpour. I'm gonna. Well, that's it. true. And I, I saw him warming up for the game. He looked awesome. He looked like a ninja. Whatever Nike gave him to wear, he was like completely suited up. It was totally awesome. He had like a face mask on, like a like kind of a ski mask looking thing, but then yeah. like with like a hoodie, something else. He looked awesome. Yeah, he he's just he's just looks like a good football player. He's so big and athletic. And he doesn't look like he's trying so hard, and he's still really good. And I don't understand. I wasn't the biggest Cam supporter at Auburn. Like I liked him. I thought that he was fun to watch, but I didn't want to like him as a person. But ah, uh, he got me. Bring it on, Cam. He's he's my starting quarterback in fantasy football. That's not why he's my favorite player, but he's just he's just awesome. He's just so much fun. I went up against Drew Brees last this week in, in fantasy football. Uh, the matchup, I, I, had, I had a terrible week anyway. Like I wasn't going to win. Let's see what these scores are right quick. So Drew Brees put up 46. By himself. Okay. Yeah. The guy I'm going up against had 46, 0, 18, 2, 4, 10, 4, 7, and 16. Now, in fairness, I only have 23, so it's not been Does a good put up 16 points? No, the the uh, defense. He had the Patriots defense. Oh, his defense put up 16 points. They played, they played Miami, points. so of okay. course it was a lot. You cut out. Everybody. I, 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 I want to I talk about... Well, a little bit of a brag, but I can't really brag that much because my team is two and six, but I had the best offensive output of the year for hide your kids, hide your wife. We had a pretty good game. Odell Be- I had Odell Beckham, so that, that just tells you right there. If you had anybody in the Giants-Saints game, you probably won your week. I didn't have uh, anybody in the Giants-Saints game. You, you did know. have a good week. You're at 110 points. I know. We're doing, we're doing well this week. We had a good one, week. One and six. Man, I know it's we're gonna be two and six at the end of the week. Look, we're peaking roughly. at the right time. I mean, that's the thing is that we're starting to gel as a unit. I feel like uh, like the plan the plan is coming together. Peaking at I the right like. time, Tommy. Yeah. You still have to make the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter if you're putting up two hundred a game. If you're if you're four and eight, you're not gonna make the playoffs. We're gonna see. 
We're going to see where it goes. I like, I like what we got. I lost Steve Smith, which sucks. And by the way, that sucks for Steve Smith. Big shot, Steve Smith. He was playing his guts out on a team that sucks because the Ravens are not very good. And Steve Smith was exactly how you would expect Steve Smith to be on a bad team, where he knows he's kind of at the end of his career. And he was not happy that he was on a bad team. So he was just chewing out everybody and playing his guts out, playing hurt. And then he got hurt again, torn Achilles. They're saying that might be the end of it. I, I don't believe that. I think he's going to come back and play again just because he's Steve Smith. And he's just he's just a big ball of toughness. And I so I think like, he's going to get back. I don't but, like Steve Smith. I'm, I, I don't, like I'm, him. I'm not glad like he's him. got hurt. I'm, you know, that sucks that he got hurt. But I've never liked Steve, Steve Smith. He's one of those guys that just takes it too seriously. You play, no, you, you gotta, play have, football, you gotta have a crazy guy, Devin. No, you, you gotta, gotta have a crazy, crazy guy. guy. You don't have to have a crazy asshole guy. Like Tony Allen's a crazy guy. Tony Allen's not an asshole. Uh, also, uh, Cam just scored threw a twenty-seven yard touchdown to Greg Olson to go up seventeen to six. So into the third quarter, we got to talk about something here because they we don't have to do all... anything, Tommy. It's our podcast. Well, we we, talk, we you know. We, we got to talk about something. It's something that hits near and dear to my heart because it has affected me all year, especially in fantasy football. I made the horrible, horrible, horrible mistake of thinking that Andrew Luck could wind up being the best quarterback in the NFL this year. I don't think Andrew Luck right now is the best quarterback in the AFC South. Ain't right Ryan now. Mallett, because Ryan Mallett got kicked off the team. Who won't yeah, kick Ryan, Ma- Ryan Mallett, Mallett off the cut. team? Who won't kick Ryan Mallett off the team? <laughs> Andrew Luck sucks. Andrew Luck kind of sucks. Like, and, and we need to kind of stop beating around the bush about it, where we're like, oh, well, y'all, it's just kind of a down year, or whatever, thing like that. Okay, yeah, fine. Okay, it's a down year. He still sucks. He sucks. Yeah, this, Let's this stop, year stop he blaming sucks. Blaming everybody else because Matt Hasselbeck, Matt Hasselbeck took the same team, won back to back games with him. Yeah, and also Tommy, I know that you haven't watched any of tonight's game. Uh, the Colts turned the ball over twice in the first two minutes. They fumbled uh, on the opening kickoff or something, and then. Carolina got a field goal. Let me guess. Andrew Luck threw a pick, and it's one of the worst interceptions I've seen. So he had like eight seconds, and there's some pressure kind of coming. He's drifting back to the left, and there's a guy standing like five yards in the flat, and then a guy running a drag route, and he throws the drag route, and it just gets picked off. And it it was so bad that even the defender, it was uh, Tillman, Charles Tillman, was peanut. And he, like, stuck his hand up and tipped it to himself, and then he caught it, almost being like, why is the ball even over here? It was awful. And then uh, Andrew, like, did that thing where he pouted around the the sideline, but he was just just screaming at himself the whole time, and it's like, okay, all right, calm down. Like, you messed up. Like, that's... Like that's what you do when you're just like, oh, oh, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Like you just, you want to look more upset than you are, and not. He just kind of looked bewildered as to what he was even doing, and he's not that good this year. Like he's ba- he's bad no, this year. No, 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 no he's no. bad. We, we 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 need to look at the thing as a whole. Let, let let's not let's not start talking about Andrew Luck just this year because yeah, this has completely sucked. 
But let's look at Andrew Luck as a whole. Andrew Luck has always thrown a lot of picks. Since when he first got into the league, he has thrown a lot of picks. And this year, he's still throwing a lot of picks. Like, what do you look for a quarterback to do when they get in the league? You look for them to improve. You look for them to develop. You look for them to be better the next game than they were the previous game. Andrew Luck right now is worse than he was his second year in the league. Yes. And we're talking about this guy like he's already wearing a Hall of Fame jacket. I don't get it. What has he done? What has the guy done? Well, last year he threw 40 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. That was pretty good. That's, a good, that's th- a good ratio. That's a good ratio. He threw 23 touchdowns and 9 interceptions his second year. Okay. So he, he was better, but it looks like he's regressed. It looks like he, he seems confused, and he doesn't seem comfortable, and I don't know what to attribute that to, but here's my bold prediction. I think that the Colts lose this game, and I think that Chuck Pagano gets fired very soon. Nah, I don't see that. I think Chuck Pagano gets fired before the season is over. Because if they nah. lose this game on Monday Night Football, and they fall to 3-5, and five, and they don't end up winning that division, which is historically the worst division in NFL football history. Like, it is awful. All of those teams are so bad. And you can't win that with Andrew Luck, with the number one draft pick quarterback who everyone said, okay, he's shown signs, and now he's terrible. At some point, if, if Andrew Luck isn't terrible, and we were kind of right, then you got to look at Chuck Pagano and go, maybe you just suck as a coach. He's a defensive-minded coach. Maybe he's not at developing his players. And everyone wants to talk about like what, the, what a franchise the Colts are. The Colts have never had a good team. They had Peyton Manning. Those teams always suck. There's a reason they went 0-16 when he got hurt. When the Patriots got hurt, they, won, they almost won the division with they Matt Castle. They went 10-6. They went 10-6 with Matt Castle as a quarterback. So, don't don't get it misconstrued that no, this they, is excuse a, me, they went eleven and five. They went eleven and five and missed the playoffs. Missed the playoffs. Whoops, sorry. Like, this is not a good team. And at some point you've got to start looking about looking around at the GM and everybody top to bottom because I, I think Andrew Luck is talented, but if you're not developing him, then that's gotta fall on the coaches and the higher ups. You know, I love Trent Dilfer. I do. I think he is probably the best NFL analyst on ESPN. I, I like listening to Trent Dilfer talk about offense. Because to me, he, he doesn't ever talk to the audience like they don't know what he's saying. And, and I love Jaws, too. I like Ron Jaworski a lot, too. But I think Trent Dilfer just, like, just goes into X's and O's, like, doesn't even hesitate. Like, you know what? You guys are watching ESPN 10 hours a day. I'm not going to mess around with this. Let's just talk about I love that Trent Dilfer loves stuff. football. Yeah, Trent does. Dilfer loves football. Trent yeah, Dilfer will cry for football. Yeah, and that's what I appreciate. And not, who, who's that guy that cried? Oh, Merrill Hodge. Did Merrill Hodge cry for the league or something with Tom Brady and Deflategate? One of those no, guys No, that cried. Was, Mark, it was Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel. What a clown. Go run another Mark dealership Brunel sucks, in the bankruptcy. But Mark Brunel sucks. I mean, look, it's, I, I, I'm not talking about Mark Brunel sucks as a person. Mark Brunel is just not really great on TV. Trent Dilfer no. is great on TV. Trent Dilfer is awesome on TV. Love Trent and Trent Dilfer was talking about Andrew Luck before the game, and he said in the pregame, he said Andrew Luck, or excuse me, you know, he was saying that Andrew Luck still 
in year four hasn't proven that he can beat you out of the pocket consistently. And he said in the offense for the Colts, when designed, when they had Matt Hasselbeck, they get the ball out of his hands under two seconds, two seconds and under. Quick drops, quick throws. It's because Matt Hasselbeck doesn't have the type of arm that Andrew Luck has. So now Andrew Luck can make all the throws. We can all agree on that. Prototype talent, prototype arm strength, everything you're looking for in a quarterback nowadays. What they're trying to get Andrew Luck to do is sit in a pocket longer. And so he's sitting back there holding the ball, trying to get routes to develop and everything. And now he's trying to force the ball in places it probably shouldn't go. And the offense looks like crap. You're asking an offensive line to hold blocks for longer. He's sitting in a pocket, which, honestly, he's a pretty athletic quarterback. He really doesn't move around as much as he probably should. He's a hell of so a tackler. Now, yeah, he's oh man. He'll leave a lumber on you. If you I really pick. like Andrew Luck. Like, as a person, I love Andrew Luck. Like, that's the kind but, of guy you want on your football team. But some of it is offensive play calling, and some of it is Andrew Luck. They some of it is a bad consistent. offensive line. Like, Cam Newton has an identity. Like, Cam, Cam Newton has an identity. Cam Newton is like, look, man, I'm super athletic, and I got a great arm, and I'm going to roll out a lot. And I'm going to throw passes, and I'm probably going to complete like 50% of my passes, but I'm going to make some plays here. And those big plays that I make are going to beat you. Whereas Andrew Luck, it seems like well, we're stuck kind of in this weird phase where like we don't know if he's going to try to air it out, or if he's going to stay in the pocket, or do we need to roll him out more, or all this kind of stuff. And so it, like the offense doesn't have an identity. Like with Carolina, you know that's more of a power running team. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're going to let Cam be athletic, and that's how we're going to beat you on offense. Yeah, and you know who's just nodding their head aggressively right now? Mr. Joe Woolsey. Big shout, Joe. Because Joe Woolsey has never liked Andrew Luck and has always said that he's bad, and I'm sure that he feels very, very vindicated at the moment. Uh, so right now, that game is up 17-6. to All right, we're going to talk about some, some other little things. Oh, this is one thing that we kind of already hinted at, so we'll go back to it. Our boy Ryan Mallett got kicked off the team. An NFL quarterback just got kicked off the team. Apparently, he had missed starting it. NFL quarterback at one point. I don't think at, he was starting. At, at, well, not at the time then, yeah, not at but, the time, but he was earlier in the year, right? And so he missed a practice. He missed a practice after Brian Hoyer got named the starter, and then he missed a flight to Miami to go to the game. He just didn't go. He just went, I'm going to catch a charter flight later. And then he got kicked off the team. And Tommy and I, if you've been listening to the pod, you know that we are big fans of Ryan Mallett. Were. Mainly Ryan Mallett's potential. <laughs> because were. if there is were someone big that's... Fans. If there's someone that's ever just taken everything and flushed it down the toilet, it is Ryan Mallett. What an idiot. There's there's no excuse for that. Absolutely no excuse. Who want to give Ryan Mallett a clue? Wake up, you idiot. You are an absolute monster with the football. Stop being an idiot. Oh, well they didn't name they didn't They didn't name me starting quarterback because they said I'm unreliable. Man, I'll show them by just not coming to practice. That's like being really unreliable. That's like 
a guy breaking up with a crazy girlfriend or a girl breaking up with a crazy boyfriend and then they'll go, oh, you think I'm crazy? And then doing something crazy. It's just like, yeah, well, you just proved their point. Why Why be an idiot? Ugh. It's, it's Ryan, a, it's Ryan a waste of talent. might have top five arm strength in the entire NFL. In the whole NFL. Oh, yeah. Matt Stafford is in that top five. Like we we need to name this this in 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 honor of our friend Ryan DeBickus, big shout Ryan, big shout Debo. This 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 is the this is the slang top five right here. Some guys that can slang, yeah. Right, Matt Stafford. As far as I'm concerned, that's number one. That dude right there has got a cannon for an arm. Are we talking like can just throw the ball really hard or can just let one go? Can just can just let one rip because I still think Michael Vick has one of the prettiest deep balls in the NFL. It's not there anymore. Up. It's not there anymore. Oh, oh, it's there. We're not talking all time top five. We're talking we're talking right now top. No, because if it's I all got, time, we're going uh, Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham. See ya. Jeff Jeff George <laughs> would be in the top five all time arm strength. Oh man! But no, right now top five. Matt Stafford, uh, you know he's in there. You got to go Ryan Mallett. He's got a big old arm on him. Joe Flacco can let one rip. Yeah, but Joe, Joe Flacco, Flacco looks slant. stupid, so it doesn't even look cool. Like, if you're going to slang it, you got to look cool doing it. You can't, like, cool, you can't let do it that. Go, let it fly. You can't slang a football and then, like, me also expect to see you walking like a chihuahua around. Like, I'm pretty sure that Joe Flacco has a chihuahua. He seems like that kind of guy. They would have, like, a... Just like a little like a, yappy like a, dog because he's so quiet and stoic and he's like, oh, well, that's the thing will do the speaking for me. Right. It's like, uh. it's like a, co- it, yeah. Or, or it's like one of those weird mixes, like like a, you know, where they like a mix a poodle with something where it's like, oh, well, this is hypoallergenic. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Joe Flacco say that he went to like McDonald's after they won the Super Bowl or something? And he was like, oh, well, you know, that's just like what I do. And it's like, so you're a, you're a loser is what you're telling me. You're a Super Bowl champion, but you're still a loser. Jay Cutler is in the slang top five. Jay Cutler is just in my I want to hang top five. I Jay love Cutler Jay Cutler. tremendous arm strength. Jay Cutler, Colin, if you're listening. Colin Kaepernick can let one rip. But the problem is Colin Kaepernick is probably going to let one rip into the stands, and he's actually probably going to get cut from the team. In all seriousness, and this is a weird segue here, and I know we're not finished with the top five there. I think I gave you four. You have provided nothing. You have given me none. Oh, I'm sorry for making letting you make your own list, Tommy. No, but well, I mean, do you just want to come at and just throw some suggestions out there? Or we finish it off? We need one. No, we need you, one to finish the list you here. You got it, man. You nailed it. Those four That's were it. my top five. The four? <laughs> okay, we're just gonna leave it at four. That's the top four. Well, let me let me go think. Go ahead. Okay. Anyway, Colin Kaepernick is about to get benched. Mm. They uh, they announced that on NF, on uh, NFL Live today. Colin Kaepernick is going to be evaluated. That's what they love to say. That's what the coach loves to say. Which, by the way, you know who the worst coach in the NFL is? Jim Tom Sula, for the Forty ers Who's like Jim Tom Sula? Like everybody didn't see that coming. They hired a guy that. Before he got into coaching, was a janitor. This guy hadn't been around football his whole life. Wait, you mean Coach Will Hunting? Is that Will Hunting is now the coach? Yeah, right. He went from MIT. Jim Tom Sula 
if you sit through a press, you know, they talk about winning the press conference, Devin, where you know, oh man, what a this guy, this guy can really, this guy's going to do it. Like where Greg you, Hardy, you, you just really instill confidence like in, Greg Hardy. in the fan base, in the ownership, in everything. Where you're like, you know what, they got the right guy here for this job. We're about to turn things around. I like what this guy has to say. Jim Tom Sula was the opposite of that. Where Jim Tom Sula, when he opens his mouth, you immediately start going. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. This guy even knows what he's doing. How's this? How's this guy? NFL head coach, not a line coach, you know, not special teams coach, head coach, NFL, NFL. This guy, they asked him. This is seriously one of the most remarkable interviews that I've ever seen in my whole life, and I've got, I just got to bring this up. But Jim, before we even talk about Colin Kaepernick and what an idiot that guy is, but Jim Tom Sula is jogging off the field. The Niners have gotten shut out in the first half. I forget who even they were playing. This is a couple weeks ago, and they suck, so they were getting beat. They're terrible. And so Tom Sula comes jogging off the field. It's like the Sunday night game. I think it's either the Sunday night or the Monday night game. So he's jogging off the field. They run up to him. They go, okay, coach. No, it was a Thursday night game. I remember this specifically. I remember it was a Thursday night game because it was a primetime game. It was the only game going. And so he's jogging off the field. And so uh, the reporter comes up to him and goes, coach. Obviously, offense struggled getting in rhythm that first half. What have you got to do to find that rhythm on offense? And he goes, just got to find a rhythm. <laughs> and it, Tracy Wolfson was a reporter, and she just goes, okay, back to you. Like It was just like so uh, just like beyond her that he could even respond with that. And that was it. That was the answer. He goes, yeah, yeah. we just got to find a rhythm. And that was it. That was the that was the complete answer. And she goes, "Well, that's okay. the best." In his defense, Tommy, that is the best way to find a rhythm is to find one. To like, just find the, a rhythm, like to check off that last box on that list. You have to find the rhythm. So he's not wrong. He might he may be an idiot, but he's not wrong. I will see your Jim Tom Sula. What's his, is his name? Tim Jim Tom, Tom Sula? Sula. No, you, you Jim got Tom, Jim Sula. Tom Sula. And I will raise you, Jim Caldwell. How has Jim Caldwell been the head coach of two different NFL teams? What's Jim Jim Caldwell just doesn't say anything. Jim Cal- no, I'm not talking about his speech. I'm talking about his ability as a football coach. I don't believe that Jim Caldwell knows what football is. Jim Caldwell was the offensive coordinator for the Ravens when they won the uh, the championship there. But I don't care. Don't care. The Broncos should have beat them in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> How do you how do you look at what he did to the Colts? Wasn't he the head coach of a, of an 0 and 16 team? Didn't that happen? They were 1 and 15. 2 2 and 14. Were, 2, two and 14. 14. I knew they won, I knew they won at least. You coached a 2 and 14 team and someone hired you back? Oh, what? Come on, man. That team was No. Terrible. No. What do you want to no. Do? no. No. No, Tommy. No. No. No, you cannot take a team that went to the Super Bowl two years before. I don't care if they're missing one player. Whoever it is, I don't care if it's a quarterback. You can't be two and 14. And then come to me at an interview and hand me your resume and me look at that and go, well, this is the guy that I want leading my football team. How stupid are these organizations? Jim Caldwell is not a great football coach. So you're saying that if you failed 
at your previous job, if you failed as a head coach, then mm-hmm. you shouldn't be given another opportunity as a head coach because you already proven that, right? You shouldn't be given that opportunity if you've been in that profession for almost 40 years. Uh-huh. You know, Bill okay. Belichick failed as a coach of the Browns, right? Yeah. This guy, Jim Caldwell's been a coach since 1977. And he's all, and look what he did as a head coach. Go away. Go away. He didn't learn Go anything. Away. To, Go he away. He didn't learn anything in two years that he didn't already know. He's not going to be a good coach. You just sound like a big old idiot right now. Saying that Jim Caldwell has no business being an NFL head coach. I mean, that's stupid. Okay, that's well, show me, show me a record that says that he does. Like he was an offensive coordinator for the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. They literally won the Super Bowl with him as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, so he learned from Peyton Manning for eight years in Indianapolis, and it, and oh, he just taught him. What you're telling me, a quarterbacks coach for Peyton Manning is someone that I should really be listening to? That's being like, oh yeah, I trained oh Mozart on piano. Like, dude's just a genius. He's gonna figure it out. Like, yeah, right. Okay, so just by the way, Tom Moore, who was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning for like forever, he was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning for like the first 13 years he was in the league as an older Right, guy so Tom like Moore. what did Jim He's Caldwell the offensive do? offensive coordinator for Arizona now? How, how's Arizona doing on offense? But what did they what, look pretty darn good. Larry Fitzgerald was in a coffin uh, two years ago, and now Tom Moore's the offensive coordinator. Now, What did now Jim Caldwell Carson teach Palmer's Peyton Manning? So get out, get out What did Jim here. Caldwell teach Peyton Manning? You get already said that this here. other guy was his coach for 13 years and was an offensive genius. Jim Caldwell didn't have to do anything in Indianapolis. Nothing! Why is someone hiring him as a head coach? Again! Again! Again, there needs to be a strike rule with head coaches, and it goes: if you just do, if you do this, you're out. You can't come back. You can be an offensive coordinator, whatever, but you cannot be a head coach anymore. You need to Jim be. Jim Caldwell's fine. Jim Caldwell's fine. I don't care. Pete Rose can't get in the Hall of Fame, but Jim Caldwell can coach an NFL team again. This He's is fine. Ludicrous. Ludicrous. I, I you listen to like here's the thing: Jim Caldwell probably. He's got some sort of answers as to why they're not very good this year, the Lions. Yeah. They're not very good because main answer is they he suck sucks. at defense. That's, that's the main thing because they just are terrible at defense. But that's beside the point, right? You listen to Jim Caldwell talk and you go, hey, man, that guy that guy probably knows something about football. You listen to Jim Tom Sula talk, you're not even sure if he knows what state he's in. Actually, since we've been recording, 49ers are benching quarterback Colin Kaepernick for Blaine Gabbert. Oh, for Blaine Gabbert. For Blaine Gabbert. Just cancel the season. Sucks. Just cancel the season. Just go ahead and shut it on down. Blaine Gabbert sucks. I remember when Mel Kuyper and Tommy Shea were like, Blaine Gabbert is going to be the number one pick of the NFL draft. And he, wasn't he? He was the number one pick. Is that right? No, no he was not the no, He was the first quarterback taken. First quarterback taken. And Which I remember, was unbelievable and I remember going, to me. I remember going, who's Blaine Gabbert? And everyone Who goes, is Blaine Gabbert? He's a quarter in Missouri. And I went, oh, that team that's in the same conference that my team plays in? I've nev- I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Yep. And that's the day that I stopped trusting Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper because I think that they get take money under the table from, t- from players' agents to get pumped up. There, I said it. I think that that happens. Uh, One of the weirdest ones that I've ever seen was the story of Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, who was a fringe... First round quarterback. They said 
probably this guy should go in the second round. Really, he shouldn't even come out of college this year. This is a mistake. He's going to go probably in the second round is probably where he's going to go, where if he had stayed another year, USC had a good team. They were probably going to be good. Sanchez had another year to develop. He would probably be a top five pick. Well, what winds up happening? Here comes the ESPN hype machine getting fired up. You know, they train? start cranking up the hype train, and all of a sudden, Mark Sanchez is like a top five pick in the NFL draft, or he goes to the Jets in the top ten. I know it was in the top ten. When really, in fairness to Mark Sanchez, he should have never been a top ten pick in the first place. He graded out as a second-round quarterback, and now all of a sudden, when you get picked in the top ten, expectations get dumped on you. And you go and to a crappy team. To be- now you're about to be this. You're, now you're Sanchez now, and so when you start struggling, everybody's like, "Oh, well, this guy's just a bust." He no, he's not a bust. He was never a first round quarterback to begin with. He shouldn't have ever been that. He no. should have been a second round guy. Blaine Gabbert should have been a third round quarterback. You know. So the thing is, like with a lot of these players, man, look, there's so much talent. Guys come out. There's a lot of guys that can make it in the league as a quarterback and play for five, six, seven years. There's a lot of guys that could do that. But they get drafted into bad situations. They get put in a bad spot as a pro athlete, where whether it's the the scheme, the coach, the city, the whatever, how it, you know the other players on the team, the fit, however it goes, it doesn't wind up working out, and they never really get another good second chance to prove that. Like Alex Smith is a perfect example of that. Alex Smith got drafted, and everybody's like, this guy is the big loser, and he is a bust. And then here comes Jim Harbaugh, and it's like he gets a whole second career, you know. I think that's kind of cool, and I and I you know I, I see that, and I'm just like you know guys have another chance, give them another chance, maybe it's a better fit, but a lot of these guys get pressure put on them that never should have really been put on them in the first place because they're not elite talents. Like Andrew Luck is an elite talent guy; he should have those kind of expectations. Blaine Gabbert should never have those type of expectations ever. Yeah, and the reason that you get these okay quarterbacks going to really bad teams is there's only so many good quarterbacks that come out where you go this guy's probably going to do pretty well in the nfl we can go ahead and see that and so you have all of these teams that just reach they go oh if we just had a quarterback so let's trade away our entire entire draft like the redskins did and get rg3 and in rg3's defense he was really good as rookie year and then he got hurt uh but again that was just the team going oh well we can't sit him even though his knee's obviously a little tweaked because we have to win now. It's just that whole mentality. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's fair to the quarterbacks that come out way before. We know that they should. But at the same time, it's just it's hard to watch them play. Like it's hard. That's why Russell Wilson landed in a great spot. He landed in a stable situation with a good core team. He had no expectations. Matt Flynn was supposed to be the starter. They signed him that offseason. They paid so him Russell fifteen Wilson, million dollars to sit the bench. To, yeah, all year. to essentially get cut. Essentially, it was that's unbelievable. Matt Flynn, and then Matt Flynn got a job the next year as another backup, where he got signed, where he might be the starter, and then got beat out again or something like that. It was like Matt Flynn's just making that money. Yeah, my, Matt Flynn has like the greatest career of any quarterback of all time. He played one game for the Packers and threw like four touchdowns. Week and then seventeen, with week seventeen, and for the next six years, got paid. Got he paid. Got, he made he made over ten million dollars a year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so they're thinking about moving a team. This has kind of been gaining some steam lately. Moving some moving team to L.A. I just want your quick thought on this. The fact that L.A. doesn't have a football team is so dumb. I don't no, know who you got to take. I don't know who you got to take them from. Take them from somebody. 
Don't take the it from word, Buffalo. The word though, is because literally that's all be, Buffalo has. The the word is they're talking Oakland and San Diego, which I don't I don't love that, and I'll tell you why. Maybe I'm a little weird here. San Diego. I don't I don't like the idea of two teams in the same division sharing a sharing a stadium. That just seems weird to me. That's just kind of an odd thing there. I think the Raiders are the ones that should move to L.A. I think everybody can agree with that. I think San Diego is perfectly fine in San Diego. I think they just need to build a stadium and keep the team down there. Yeah, I guess. San Diego is about two and a half, three hours from L.A., and I don't know exactly where in L.A. they want to build it. I've seen a lot of kind of, you know, maps of what they want to do and, you know, different whatever, you know, renders of the, what the stadium would look like and where it would be or anything like that. I hope they don't pull a San Francisco, what San Francisco did. Like, San Francisco had Candlestick Park, which was in San Francisco. Like, it was in San Francisco. And they essentially moved the Niners to Santa Clara. It's it's or, like an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's like a long drive it's a, to no, get it's to a, the stadium. It's like an hour and a half away. You know, that's that, ridiculous. Like, that's not San Francisco guys like you know i think that all of these things ought to be like in the city and so i hope they keep you know that in the city you know like where the raiders used to play la county coliseum where that where usc plays now that is in la yeah and i hope they do that with the stadium whatever they do i hate that the giants new stadium is in east rutherford and it's not in Yeah, it's in new jersey it's not new york and also like gillette stadium where the patriots play it's not in boston which I know the Boston Boston just can't handle it. Like Boston just couldn't function with another stadium because it's already just such a cluster up there. Um, Okay. Yeah. I think the Raiders, Ah! the the Raiders is who I think it is. They're, they're talking about moving two teams because St. Louis is the other team. And of course, everybody just wants to harken back to the LA Rams, LA Raiders. California doesn't need four teams. That's what I'm thinking. And so I think the Rams are going to wind up staying in St. Louis. But I do think the Raiders are going to move to L.A. That's move, where the way I see it. Move the Raiders to L.A. and take the Chargers and put them somewhere in the south. That's what I say. Put them somewhere eh, in the south. I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think the south needs a team. I think if any, anybody needs a team, it's probably the Midwest. Yeah, but nobody lives in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, just no, like, nobody lives in Montana. People live in the south. All right, uh, I want to talk about the most awesome thing that I saw this weekend. And the most awesome thing that I saw this weekend was at halftime of the Clemson-Miami game. Or was this last week? This was last week. Wasn't this last week? Yeah, this was last week. We We didn't record last week. That's what it was. That's why it's on my phone still. Clemson stayed... On the field at halftime. They didn't go into the locker room because Dabo Sweeney said they didn't need to make any adjustments. Did you know this, Tommy? No, I didn't know that. Is that not the most awesome thing? They were up 42-0 to at the half. No, you didn't have any adjustments to make. They scored 21 points in the first quarter, 21 points in the second quarter. Gave up zero in both of them. They ended up winning 58-0. to And Tommy, what is it that you always say? It's okay to lose in sports. You can lose, and we'll be okay with it. You cannot embarrass me. And Al Golden 
got embarrassed, and Al Golden got fired immediately after. So day. (laughs) So big shout, Dabo Sweeney, because that is awesome to go to a like historically tied at the top for greatest program in the country. To go out there and then at 42-0 at the half, when the state... Did you see pictures from the stadium? It was empty. Like, maybe like a couple hundred people. Hundreds of people, not thousands of people. Well, it's because they, and, they, and just, and to get your they team, were seeing a historical event. They were seeing the get, worst get that team. Miami had ever been beaten in the history of the program. Get your ever. team and say, no, 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 boys, 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 no, no, come on. Come on, it's late October in Miami. The weather's beautiful. Let's just uh, kind of sit out here, take a rest, get, drink some Gatorade. Because this one's over, boys. That is the cockiest move I've ever seen, and I absolutely love it. It's tremendous. You know, at the same time, though, it's really cool because to your players, you're sitting there giving them a pat on the back. And that's rare for coaches. In the middle of the game. Just, in the middle of a game to, to just be like, you know what, you guys are doing awesome. That's rare. Go, because they're guys. always like, oh, well, you know what? We gave up some big plays there. We need to tighten up this and da 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 da. And instead, he just goes, uh, we're up 42 nothing. What, we're, you know, this is as, literally as perfect a game as we could play right now. Well, here's so, the thing. Even if he wanted to say, oh, we gave up the big play, he couldn't. I don't know what the yards were by half, but here's the box score total yards 567. I'll let you guess which team that was. Compared to 146 total yards. Total yards, 146 total yards for the game. 33 to 6 on first downs. 33 to 6. You had yeah. six first downs the entire game. Oh my goodness. You know, I heard. So, I, okay, so just to talk about Miami for a second, let's get away from. I talk V. Welcome to Miami. Hey, Miami, Miami. What you said was true. You know, one of the more historic franchise, one of the more historic schools in college football history. You know, absolutely. National championships in multiple decades, just, and two you know, and the two best sports documentaries, probably ever. They're up there. They're good. Both They're of good. them are. For, if you yeah, haven't seen the man, part yeah. one and part two, everyone's seen part one. If you haven't seen part two, go watch part two. It it kind of ends like the last twenty minutes are a little slow because people start dying and shit gets real. But like the first hour of that, it's it's awesome. It is awesome. It's really cool. But Miami has an identity crisis because Miami they is a now. school playing in a stadium that's on the other side of town. It's not on the campus. It's on the other side of town. It's an old stadium, right? They they like their facilities are older now. The coach was the coaching was obviously a mess. Like Miami is not a good job. Florida's no, on the Florida's on the upswing. Florida State's won a national championship. Miami is the clear number three in the state of Florida. Hey, UCF's looking pretty good. They might be the clear number. Five. They might they might be number four or five down there. Like Miami is not a good job. Like you talk about the history of Miami and all this kind of stuff. No, that's not a good job. The facilities aren't good enough. Like, you know, you got to ask the program and the athletic director and everybody that's in charge of that, like, okay, look, who are you going to be? Do you want Miami to be a football powerhouse? Because this is what we have to do as a program to get back to that. 
We have to upgrade the facilities. We have to upgrade, you know, our ability to go get recruits. We got to we got to change kind of what we're doing as a program as a whole because reputation and players going, oh, I went to the U and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you've got that, but everything else sucks. And yeah. so you got to change some stuff here if you're going to want to get back. Like, go look at Alabama's locker room, and then go look at the Miami locker room, and tell me that that's on the same, you know, on the same level. Like, no. They're going to have to put a ton of money into that program if you're going to want to pick that thing up. And so right now, I say that is not a good job. And Miami is not going to be an elite team for at least a few years. I mean, at least. And it's going to be probably longer than that. Yeah, it's going to be four or five years unless they just make a huge splash with a coach. Uh, I want to talk about it something takes else a little in college while football here. To build a stadium. I want to talk about something else in college football. And maybe right. one of the... Well, we still have to talk the, about the World Series and NBA. Yeah, I know. This is going to be quick. And maybe one of the dumber things that I've ever seen happen to an elite college football program. Urban Meyer goes out and goes, you know what? It's obvious. I made the wrong choice at the beginning of the year. I should not have named Cardell Jones as my starter. Braxton Miller is the starter for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And what does Braxton Miller do? The same week... On an I mean, off week. You mean JT Barrett. Sorry, JT Barrett. What does JT Barrett do? Yeah, because Braxton Miller is a running back now. JT Barrett. Wide receiver. But yeah. Combo. They've lined him up in the backfield. I'm not All crazy. right, go ahead. Go ahead. Go All ahead. right, so anyway, so JT Barrett, name the starter. He goes, you know what? Offense runs better with JT back there. And all the Ohio State people, oh, finally, yes. We have seen the light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. JT Barrett's going to be the Take me, Reverend Urban. JT Barrett won't even get to play a game as a starter because he goes out and essentially gets a DUI on campus. And are calling it a DUI. Yeah, why are they was, not calling it a DUI? I, I, Operating I a vehicle they're, they're not under it that, which is so weird. But essentially, that's what they're saying. Wide it intoxicated. Is. Maybe that's just like the legal term for it in Ohio. They said he was operating a vehicle while under the influence. I'm like, well, that's a DUI. No, but while, that's not un- while intoxicated. Yeah, so maybe that's just what they call it. I don't know. That's weird. But point being, he's not even no, he's not even going to get to play one game. And I can't even remember in my lifetime something like this happening that I you know that I can remember where it was like a national championship contending team that's undefeated and and they make a change at quarterback, which is weird. And then as soon as they make the change. The guy gets suspended, and they got to go back to the other guy. Tommy, every now he got to tie one off. He just got the starting job back. Let him go celebrate. Come on, celebrate cops! Right back to the bench. Come on, cops! Don't be such downers. Why are you gonna pull him over? He didn't run the stop sign that badly. No, what an idiot. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I'm not even gonna warrant this with the response. What an idiot. What are you doing? Like, what do you do if you're Cardell Jones? Because this is the problem. This is like almost like where you break up with the, with a girlfriend. Because you got like oh hot new girlfriend and then she and then breaks up with you and then you try to go back to the other girlfriend. No, no, no. And, like, and then and then hot new girlfriend just dies. <laughs> right, something terrible. You're like, well, I got to do something, right? And you're like, uh, yeah. So look, I know that we have <laughs> problems, um, but you know, look, I really like you too. So if you could come back, that would be cool. Sorry, I made a mistake. Wait, didn't your new girlfriend die? Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah, but like I knew that she technically wasn't the one. he's ineligible now. But it, that's look, that's in the past. Look, we're moving forward. You're the guy. 
Cardale, we won the championship with you last year, baby. We love you. Get back into it. Come on, man. You're the starter. You benched me. We haven't even played another game yet, and now I'm the starter again. Like, that's what's so weird about this. They haven't like, played another game. He was never actually benched. He was, He's never was been, been actually told benched, that he was benched. Yet. <laughs> He's been benched and become the starter again before they played another game. He's a child with no repercussions. So <laughs> You play weird. badly? That's why I'm and here's what's weird. Here's okay. This is what's going to blow. And I think this is going to absolutely be true. But like when the college football rankings come out, Ohio State is they're not going to be number one. They're going to be like number four, maybe. I think. Yeah. I don't think. I about, mean, if they're not in the top four, I wouldn't even be surprised. No, nah, that's about where they where they belong. I think um, fourth, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know if they're fourth. Uh, hey, aren't the Oklahoma State Cowboys still undefeated. I think they held on. Yeah, yeah. they won seventy but, to fifty three. Yeah, they love playing defense in the Big Twelve over there. Man, they played a little Giant Saints football down there. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Touch. Oh my goodness! Um, Blaine Lee would be just rolling over. But hey, big shout our an avid listener, Sarah, our friend Sarah, Oklahoma State Cowboys, go Pokes! Uh, they're their numbers, they're, they were number 12. I don't know what they are now, but they're 8-0. The fighting T-Boone Pickens. She, and, and my friend, she's going to the uh, TCU game. TCU-Oklahoma State game. That's a, that's a good one to go to. So I'm kind of jealous. Take the over. Yeah. It's probably one of those games that will go under. It'll be like 21-14. to 14. It'll just be weird. <laughs> um, Also, the Colts are only down three right now, which is not good because we have the Panthers at minus five. Uh, two minutes left on that. Um, yeah, that's really all I had to talk about, Tommy. Oh, we, we got to talk, 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 talk about the World Series. World Series. All right, last night went into, what was it, the 12th inning or 13th 12th inning? In, 12th inning. 12th inning. Uh, the Mets were up two to zero. Matt Harvey was putting on a clinic and went to the bottom of the ninth and... Matt Harvey came back out and everyone was so pumped up and there was like a big thing in between innings where he was like, no way you're taking me out. No way I'm going back out on that field. He ends up giving up uh, a double and then... First of all, he walked two guys. Yeah, well, yeah, and then uh, and then they hit the double. He walked a guy, stole the base, that's what happened, stole the base, hit a double, uh, scored it 2-1. The closer comes in, I can't remember, is it Familia? Is that his name? Yeah, comes in that. and they tie it up in the in the top of the ninth, and then they go on to just bust it open in the top of the twelfth and end up winning. What was it, seven to two? Seven to two, and yeah. won the World Series in five games. And it was and it was a weird series because the Mets led more innings than than they did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Than the Royals did, and they lost the game and they lost the series, and it only went five. This wasn't even anything that went seven. It was just weird because the scores weren't that close, but like the games, they were in control, they were in control, and they just melted down, it seemed like. And so that's the end of the baseball season. So I picked the Mets before the World Series. I thought the Mets pitching was so good and, and so elite that I thought they would control the series. And you got to give credit to the Royals because, you know, the Royals didn't really change anything about who they were. Going into that, they didn't say, okay, well, we're facing these tough pitchers, so we need to take a different approach. No, they just played exactly how they normally play. They took the extra base, 
played small ball, and they just kept playing it. And just eventually at the end of the night, it didn't matter what inning it was. It didn't matter if they were down, up, whatever. They kept the same strategy the whole time. They wound up winning the World Series. And their bullpen, oh my goodness, the Royals' bullpen was so good, so good. And the Mets' bullpen was not very good at all. And so everybody talks about in the playoffs how, like, well, starting pitching is what wins you in the play, is what wins games in the playoffs. So, yeah, it's real sexy to have a couple of starters that are really great. All right. That's great. But chances are you're going to get into a close ball game in the seventh inning. Chances are. And so now, who are you handing the ball to? And the Mets, when they were handing the ball over the bullpen, they started walking, guys. And that's why they wound up blowing leads. And that's why the Kansas City Royals are world champs. I thought it was some good baseball game played. Mets are made a couple errors. You hate seeing seeing that. That Daniel Murphy. Daniel Murphy was such a great player. And Daniel Murphy in game four just 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 botched one that let Kansas City wind up coming back and winning that game three to two. I think they won it three to two in that game. He botched one that could have been a double play, at least a one out where they were uh, they had men on uh, first and second, I believe. Uh, yeah, first and second with one out, and it was a grounder to second base, and he fumbled the ball essentially, and so now is everybody safe? Um, you know, or, or maybe they had a runner on second or something like that. I don't know. Point being, it kind of let the inning get some momentum, and then the Royals wound up kind of winning the, winning the game. It was either four to two yeah. or, or three to two or whatever. And and then the game tying run last night. I, I forget. I don't know anything about baseball. Whoever the guy that was that was running on third base, they he hits it. Right in between third base and shortstop, and they get it. He checks the runner. He throws it to first, and then the guy goes home. Hosner is his name, right? Hosmer. Hosmer. He goes home, and watching it, I was like, okay, well, he's about to get thrown out. And then whoever the first baseman is makes a throw that is seriously 12 12 feet off target. He's supposed to be throwing it up the third baseline for the tag because I saw the, the still shot of it. Whenever he starts to throw... Hosmer is only halfway. Like, that's an easy throw out. And for a Major League Baseball player. For a sure. Major League Baseball player. And, and Lucas Duda is a guy that has played outfield, by the way. So it's not like he's never had to throw the ball. Like, he's a first baseman and he doesn't throw the ball around. And he throws it at the backstop. Like, he yeah. throws it at the umpire. Like, 10 feet on the other side of the plate. An awful throw. Even a decent throw. And the yeah. Mets win that game 2-1. Because no, that if, if you're a if you're a Mets fan, awful. that's it, this leaves a real bad taste in your mouth because you were up in both games that you lost at home, at home in the World Series. Yeah, and that's just man, that's tough. They, they led in every game. Back. Did you know that they led? Yeah, in they every, led every game. Yeah, it's I mean, it's man, just, it, it, like th- that's, that's their real like, You love it. people love to ask this question at the end of those kind of weird games where they go, "Oh well, did the Royals win it or did the Mets lose it?" That's and awesome. if you're a Mets fan, you're going, "Yeah, we we lost it." Yeah, it, it, it just seems like the, the Royals outlasted or the Royals fans. Those are the only people that think that they won it because to me, it was the same thing. Like the Mets just essentially took out the gun from the holster, aimed it directly at their foot, and just kept firing the trigger. Is what just, I mean, that's, it just yeah, seemed it, like, it, it just, at the end of those games, like they just could not do anything right. It seemed like the Royals just kind of waited. Just waited and waited and waited and waited. Hey, let's not get in too big of a hole here. The Mets are going to do something dumb because of the Mets. And it sucks. I, I wanted to see the Mets win just because 
I, I like the Mets colors. Do you like the Mets colors? I, I, I think hate the Mets. I'm a Braves fan. I hate the Mets. I think their uniforms are fun. I don't care anything about baseball. Uh, but congratulations to the Kansas City Royals. First title since 1985. Second one in team history. So good for them. Um, unfortunately, outside of Kansas City, nobody. That's not a big thing. Right. Like no but they're cares. a good team. They're, a good, they're, they're team. a good team. They're a really good team. I mean, they won the World Series, so props to them. They have made back-to-back World Series, and they have won one of them. Yeah. Way to so, go, them. Um, that's pretty cool. Tommy! Now, oh, and, and you know what? Hey, no, wait, wait a second. Oh. Before we get to something else here, that reminds me of kind of a bigger thing here. Because something that the Royals did that not a lot of people like to do in this win-now culture is the Royals stuck to the plan. The Royals drafted people and developed players and brought up their own players and stuck with it, and they didn't go out and make big-time free agent splashes and all this kind of stuff. They stuck with getting their own guys and bringing them in. The only big thing they did is they made a big trade for Johnny Cueto at the trade deadline. They brought him in. That was a big deal. But other than that, they pretty much stuck to the plan. It was either Johnny Cueto or Edmondson Volquez. I can't remember which one. It might have been both. Or one of them. I don't know. They kind of look the same, honestly. If you pulled up a picture of both those guys, but I don't anyway, know what point being, they made a big they made a big trade trade deadline deal, but they didn't have to give up the farm to get the guy. And for the most part, they stuck to the plan and just kept developing their own players and stuff like that. And you see that in baseball, especially like with the Astros. The Astros were terrible, like two years terrible. ago. Two years ago. But they have promoted their own guys, Carlos Correa, their shortstop, their outfielder, George Springer. That was a hometown guy. Like, they have stuck to the plan a little bit. They kept bringing these guys along. Jason Castro, their catcher. Like, they have brought these guys up, and now they're a playoff team. Like, that's kind of cool, and you're starting to see that in baseball. Like, people are starting to realize, like, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea for me to give out a 10-year contract for $300 million. To a guy that's been in the league for 10 years already. Probably not Probably not the best way of doing this, and, like financially and competition-wise. Like, why are the A's always competitive? Because they promote from within. They always get young talent. And so, this is like, baseball is turning into a younger game. Like, for a lot of years there where it was like, you go get a guy who's 33, 34 years old. And we can talk about the steroid era, and I mean, I get it. But this goes back to the 70s and stuff, too. I mean, older players, that you know, you just didn't fall off as much in baseball. Whereas, like, today, you start to see that fall off. It's, it, there's not a lot of old veteran guys playing out there. Because the game, it seems like it's changed a little bit. You're getting a lot more power pitching going on. and It's tough. It's tough to be an older game, veteran guy in that game now. That, yeah. game's played, that game's played a lot faster than people think it is, especially at the big league level now. And I think that game is uh, exciting. You know, I think it's good for the game for that to happen. Sorry, my roommates just started screaming downstairs. I good, they're excited. I guess they something happened in the NFL game. So, like that's that's what I like in all pro sports. You look at the teams that are great teams that wind up having like longevity. They develop players. They draft well. They do these things that aren't. They're not sexy things to do in the eyes of the fans. Oh, well, we need to go get a guy. We need to make the big trade in the draft. We need to go get this guy, the free agent. We got to get a new quarterback. We got to get a new coach. Stability, sticking to the program, developing your own players, 
drafting well, scouting well. All these things is what lead to success. And to see the Royals go to back-to-back World Series, the Royals going to back-to-back World Series tells you that they have a few things in place. They got a good GM, they got a good manager, and they got a couple really good core players. Yeah. No, they do. And, and that's good, it. Good for them. It's you know, they've been steadily rising and it's all, I always enjoy seeing things like that work out. Tommy, uh Let's spend just a couple minutes on this because we don't really have a preview ready or anything like that. But the NBA started back. What the hell, NBA? Why are you here already? We don't need yeah, you it's yet. Dumb. Nobody cares. Please, like this is the first year where I've been like, what? What is going on? I was seriously thinking about doing an NBA preview, and then the next day, someone was like, "Oh, the NBA starts tonight." I was like, "No, no, no, that's like a month off." <laughs> no, it starts tonight, and. Why? No one cares. No one cares. Come see me at Christmas. I don't need you right now. Because if, and this is what's going to happen, somebody's going to get injured. Somebody that everybody likes is going to get injured. It'll probably be Derrick Rose. And it's going to suck. And no one's going to get to see him because no one's watching it right now. Like, there are 10 NBA games on tonight or something like that. And all I'm doing is watching football. The NBA season should be about 56 games. That's what it ought to be. Like, they're, like and we talk about how, oh, the NBA, oh, it's professional sports, and you got to put on show, 82 games, all this kind of stuff. It should start at Christmas, and it should have about 50 to 60 games. Christmas, and that's what it Christmas. Ought to be. That's what it ought to be. Come check out my wish list. Uh, yeah, and then even if you, wanted, if you didn't want to cut it back to 56, say you wanted to make it, 60, 62 games. You know, if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. Just draw it out. Like, we don't need to... We don't have to have the finals in June. July... Someone please tell the NBA that the July sucks! We'll take you in July! Oh my god, please go to July! You'll get so many ratings! Because at least this generation will remember how bad, and we'll just be like, thank you so much for being around. Thank you so yeah. much. Start at build Christmas in July. In the summer. Please. Like, yeah, like, give me, take the weekend off, like, 4th of July weekend off before the playoffs? Like, why not? Why, why is this so hard? They're, why, they're, why, why do sports, all of them, NASCAR, MLB, NBA, NFL, why, why do professional sports leagues continue to act like there aren't other sports leagues? It's inconsiderate. Why, why do you operate completely independent of it? Oh, well, this is the NBA season, and we're doing it. Change it. Change it. Change the, the season. NBA. You can change it. Like, do something that's a little different. That way, you have your season. Like, there's a the year is long. There is a lot of days in the year. Sports fans, we love watching sports. Don't pile everything together at one time. This is stupid. And here's the thing, like, everyone talks about it like it's just a foregone conclusion of like, well, damn, that's just the way that the universe is set up. July sucks. Everyone talks about it. Everyone goes, July sucks. July sucks. There's nothing to watch in July. So why am I not sitting here going, hey, hey, well, it's too hot for football. In all honesty, it's too hot for, for football. That's what makes basketball so great to do in the winter and in the summer. Because it's inside. Just do it. Starting on Christmas, on Christmas Day, should be opening day every freaking year for the NBA. 
and then go through go through like the first week of August and it won't be any longer. You could actually shorten the amount of games and you would get way more viewership because there's nothing else to watch. Like right now, NBA and NHL playoffs go head to head. Why? Like they're on the exact same time. Why? Yeah, it's dumb. It's, it's dumb. Stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It pisses me off as someone who loves sports because I'm like, well, do I want to watch NHL or do I want to watch NBA? Now, this hits more close to me, but I feel like NASCAR, the thing is, is like I can just tell you right now, NASCAR is the number two viewer sport, like per event, on all TV, all right? And it frustrates me that NASCAR is stupid enough to sit there and go, okay, well, we're going to do a playoff system, which right off the bat is weird, but they do it. Okay, and they're doing it, and they're sticking to it, so whatever, that's fine. But you're going to do that at the same time the NFL is kicking off? Your season lasts from February to the end of November. Hey, did this you know is, that the, this that is the golf season's already kicked off? Did you know that? Yeah, golf yeah, has exactly. already started. Who cares? It's in the wrong calendar year. Like, no. It's dumb. 2016 starts in February. Yeah, it's dumb. Like, look, every, everybody, like, they just need to get the head of all the major sports together and go, okay, guys, look, we're going to come up with a schedule that works for everybody, where fans can go, to, like, and we get there's going to be some overlap here, you know, but, like, sports can start, one can kick off while we're doing our playoffs, that way people watch the playoffs, and there's kind of a beginning, so they can see something else, and then it kind of fades into the other one, and everything. We can do this. Like, yeah. why do we have to live in this world? This is dumb. Yep. It's like whenever you, as a child, you sang row, row, row your boat, and then you came in on the second row, row, row your boat, and then everyone just kept cycling through. That's all you do. Start a season, middle of that season, start off another season, end that one, start off another one, end that one. It's it's just, let's go. We've got, what, six major sports? Three really? Four? Four really? Like, why can we not figure this out? There are se- There are literally four seasons. One in the winter, one in the spring, one in the fall, one in the summer. Let's just do that. Just that you're going to start. This is going to be your time. This is when you kick off. This is when you kick off. And this is when you kick off. See, you guys, never because all of everyone's problems are solved. Yep. Just every, every, every sport could go through two seasons. Like baseball, it goes summer to fall. Yep. Uh, football goes fall to winter. Like, Yep. You know, NBA goes winter to spring. Winter to, you do, you know, but why not just like, spring, just be spring to summer? Yeah, or spring to summer, and then like you know, the NHL can go winter to spring. Like, okay, done. That's done. it. Done. Well, that was easy, See, boys. Okay, let's. What else you got? See you later. Let's because go. No t- let's go tackle no, like, this. No pro Iraq exit strategy. No pro sport should last more than six months of the calendar year. Nope. There's not one. There's not one sport that I want to watch, including racing, for more than six months out of a calendar year. You're right. I mean, I love college football. Towards the end of college football, uh, it's every Saturday. Like I bowl spend season. Every Saturday. Days, and I'm watching the Meineke Car Care Bowl between, like, Nevada and, like, you know, Fresno State. And I'm going, man, do I really want to be watching? This sucks. I don't even like college football right now. This is not even very no. fun to me to watch. We're going to wind up having like 60 bowls. And we're going to talk about that later, by the way. That's a big pet peeve of mine, having like 60 bowl games or whatever we have. Like we, now. we have like 40 bowl games. But we'll get to that another day. But, yeah, no, I don't understand this. Like, why, why does everybody put their head in the sand? 
Like, we act like that sports fans can't cross over. Well, NHL fans are going to watch the NHL. Why can't I like hockey and basketball and want to watch both playoffs? See, this is the thing that makes me mad. It pisses me off. You're making me make a decision. You're like the parents that are getting divorced and I have to choose to live with one of you. That's what you're doing with my brain for a night. I either have to live with the NFL, with the NHL or the NBA because their playoffs going on both. Regular seasons, if regular, if like a regular season and uh, a playoff overlap, that's fine. I'm going to choose the playoff of whatever. Sure, but don't put playoffs against playoffs. That's that's really my only request. Don't put playoffs against playoffs. We're talking about playoffs versus playoffs. Why? Why are we doing that to ourselves? Help me. This is my cry for help, Tommy. I get it. No, I'm with you, man. I get it. We're in the same boat. You know, we're in the same boat. It doesn't make any sense. Like, that's what I'm saying. I want, like, there to be, like, a, like a summit where all the major sports, like the head of college football, like, whatever, the NCAA, like, head of the NCAA, uh, NFL, NHL, N, you know, NBA, MLB, NASCAR, everybody get together and go, okay, look, guys, let's sort this thing out. We need to figure this out. What day are you going to play on? What day are we going to play on? When's the season start? Okay, let's all shake hands and leave, and now everybody can watch everything. Wow, yeah. that was really hard. Yeah, we don't need head-to-head. This isn't something where competition – you can't put sports against, different sports against each other. That's not competition to make a better product. You're just pissing everybody off. Make yeah. your stuff – make every game, every play, whatever, available everywhere, YouTube – Whatever you want to do online, cable, just make it super accessible because people care so much about sports these days. I would venture to say that sports are more popular than ever. Look how much of just social narrative is completely constrained around sports. Take advantage of it. Why are you restricting? Like, this isn't a supply versus demand thing. If you just feed us sports all day, that's all we'll watch. I watch Sports Center all the time, and Sports Center sucks. Except for Scott Van Pelt's version. This is awesome. couple quick hits here. I'm going to wrap things up. We've got to talk about NASCAR real quick. Speaking about playoffs. Playoffs! Big to-do over there in NASCAR where they're talking about suspending Matt Kenseth. Oh, they uh, put Logano on a wall. So there was a big uh, oh, by the way, a couple uh, of weeks ago. Colts just Go- tied it up. Uh, last second field goal, 23-23, going to overtime. So Carolina minus five is still alive. Ooh, okay, right. So now we need we need a TD, and NTD. that's going to be that's going to be that. Um, big to do a couple weeks ago, where Matt Kenseth uh, was leading a race, and Joey Logano made contact with him and wrecked him in Texas, and it was pretty clear that Joey Logano probably turned him. Now Matt Kenseth blocked him a couple times before this happened. This was a battle for the lead with under five laps to go. But Joey Logano made contact with him, spun Matt Kenseth, and essentially knocked Matt Kenseth out of the chase for the championship. Well, Joey Logano winds up making it to the next round. Matt Kenseth at Martinsville was involved in a wreck, involving Joey Logano's teammate, Brad Kozlowski. So Matt Kenseth is already pissed off at Joey Logano. So now Matt Kenseth, in a wounded car, okay, in a car that was hurt, that he was a couple laps down, here comes the leader of the race, Joey Logano, Shut and Matt Kenseth essentially hooks him in the left rear and drives him straight into the wall, video game style, and takes him out of the race. When it comes to Joey Logano, the story ends with me putting him in a wall. 
was not good. And so everybody kind of knew what happened after the race, and it was so blatantly obvious. Did they fight? They did not fight. Oh, come on, NASCAR. Know, you give it one time. They did not fight, fight each other. But it's weird because NASCAR has set up a system with the way they do the playoffs, with rounds of the playoffs, where if you have a bad race, it essentially makes it to where if you don't win, you're knocked out. Or if you have one bad race, and then it doesn't matter how good you run in the other two, you're probably just not going to make up the points gap. And so Matt Kenseth has essentially knocked Joey Logano out of the playoffs by doing that. When Joey Logano kind of knocked him out of the playoffs by spinning him in the first place. So as far as I'm concerned, this is like even Steven type thing. But think about all the money that's being spent here by sponsors and everything like that. So it's kind of like the weird message. Anyway, so there's like a big hubbub about that. Like what's going on with NASCAR and oh, are they going to discipline Matt Kenseth and suspend him because it was so obvious that he took him out? I don't know. I don't think they should do that. And I also think that they are going to do something. So if you guys hear something about that, that's what's going on. Uh, Also, just by by the way, I said before the year started, because I am a NASCAR conspiracy theorist, as somebody that has participated, I said before the year started that Jeff Gordon was going to win the championship in his final year in NASCAR. Jeff Gordon won Martinsville and has now locked himself into the final race of the year at Homestead to battle for the championship. So just so everybody knows here what's going to happen, Jeff Gordon's going to win the championship at Homestead. If you have a chance to go bet money, you need to run and start betting money on Jeff Gordon to win the championship at look, Homestead. Look these up That's going to happen. Hey, but doesn't, uh, for people like me who don't really follow uh, NASCAR that closely, doesn't Joey Logano have a reputation like his entire career of just being kind of an asshole driver and putting and like spinning people out? That's Brad Keselowski, his teammate, that mostly has that reputation. You know, Joey Logano had won the Daytona 500 this year yeah. in the last round of the chase that was three races. Joey Logano won all three races. Yeah. Now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. probably should have won the last one at Talladega. It was kind of a big to-do at Talladega. The problem, the problem right now in NASCAR is that races have come down to these weird decisions by NASCAR, like on restart penalties and, uh, you know, like green-white checker, throw the flag, but now computer timing and score. We're like, NASCAR fans have this real bad taste in their mouth right now for watching this stuff because they feel like, you know, just like anybody, when you're watching a game, you feel like the officials decide the game. That's what people are seeing right now in NASCAR and, they're not liking it very much. And so these last few weeks are going to be really kind of weird, at least until Jeff Gordon wins the championship because that's going to happen. Jeff Gordon is 5-2 to two favorite. He is the favorite to win it. Obviously, he's the, he's the first one that's locked in for the final race. But, yeah, he's 5-2 to two favorite. Go bet uh, the money. Go bet the money. Yeah, well, this game is going to overtime. I'm going to go catch the end of it. Uh, thanks for checking us out tonight uh, or this morning, whenever you're listening to us. Follow us at The Grind Podcast. We also have that new Ole Miss episode uh, with our friend Jordan Bell. So we're going to try to keep that going, uh, coming out once a week as well. So leave us a review. We're still we're kind of floating around the charts right now. So if you want to leave us a review on our iTunes page, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, but I think that's all for us tonight. Let's go Panthers. Let's get a touchdown to open up overtime here shortly.
Big shout out to Connor Alexander for giving us the music for the podcast. Like he said, make sure you're following us on Twitter. Uh, make sure you're following us on iTunes. Get the latest stuff. And drop us a review. Drop us a tweet. Drop us a Facebook mention. Any of that stuff. That helps share us. get us going up. Yeah, please. Share us. Send it to your friends. We're doing this every... We've been doing this for a while now. And we like doing it. We like hearing from you guys especially. Uh, it kind of lets us know the job that we're doing. So if you like the podcast, tell us, tell us that you like it. Positive reinforcement and all that kind of good Please stuff. Do. Devin, it's been fun. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening to The Grind.